Okay, here we go with John the 18th chapter, which is of course the betrayal. It, remember the remember G, Judas already went to betray him, but now this is the betrayal. So when Jesus con concluded his prayer, he and his disciples crossed over the, to the brook of Kidron into the garden. The Kidron means dark or to mourn. And, and I was reading some other commentaries that talked about it'd be full of blood, whether it's true or not, because it's a it's a little river and people would be sacrificing their lambs because this is Passover time. And Jesus, of course, is the Passover lamb, right? So, you know, the last chapter is pretty wild, the, the prayer. And then here we go. The betrayal begins. Judas, who betrayed him, was familiar with this place as Jesus often gathered there with his disciples. Judas was given a Roman military corps of about 600 soldiers to accompany him. They came together with the temple officers from the chief priests and Pharisees with torches, lanterns, and their weapons. Man, they came in full force, didn't they? And it's funny, they came by night. They didn't come during the day because they knew there would be an uprising with the people. So they came by night. Jesus, fully aware of everything that was coming upon him, went forward to meet them and said, who are you seeking? It's pretty interesting because, remember, he was just telling them he's going to be lifted up. He's going to be betrayed. He just keeps on going and going and going. He's telling them so they'll know it. And, and, and let's face it, most of it's for their belief, is it for their faith. They said to him, I love this, who are you seeking? And they said to him, Jesus, the Nazarene. Jesus answered, here I am. And there Judas was standing with him. And uh, Pam looked this up. It was in the Passion Translation where it said, you know, the Aramaic word for Nazarene was, means victorious or heir, of a, heir or, you know, an heir like to inherit of a powerful family. And in Hebrew, it meant a branch, which is very interesting. Because he said, Jesus of Nazareth. All right. Just when Jesus said, I am. A lot of translations said, I am he, but really the he's not in there. It's, it's uh, added in, you know, it's an assumption that, you know, this is words and you assume that the Sarah says, I am, which is, of course, you know, Moses, who shall I say sent me? He says, I am sent you. I am, and they stumbled backwards and fell to the ground. Now, I used to hear all that. I mean, they got slain in the spirit. If they really did, they'd be full of God. They'd be so full of joy. They would have walked right away. Because remember, when the, uh, the chief priests sent the temple guards to get him to, to rest him many chapters ago, they came back empty-handed and they asked, why didn't you bring him? He goes, no one's ever talked like this guy. We've never heard anything like this. In other words, they were their minds were blown. But now, different story. But they kind of fall back. Probably to, to show the authority of God, that, the, that he's going to willingly give himself up. No one's going to take him down. He's got the, he, he's got the power. He's going to willingly lay down his life. He's, he's going to willingly go with them. He asked them again, who are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said, I already told you that I am who I am. I love that. I told you who I am. But you didn't listen because, you know, it's going to play on words here. I told you who I am. If it's me you are after, then let the others go. Now, remember in the last chapter, he said, he, and it says it a little early, later, he protected. Remember, he said, I'm here. And I, when I was on the earth, I protected those you have given. He, he said this to confirm to the disciples that he would protect them so that none of them would be implicated. And actually, probably when he went out to meet them, he was protecting the disciples also. 
Simon Peter thought that it was a good idea to defend themselves and drew the sword and struck at the high priest's servant, Malchus. Malchus's head, who ducked away and luckily for him only lost an ear. And the worst Malchus name is Malchus, or uh, Malchus name is, means uh, king. And like Pam and I were just discussing, and Pam actually brought this up, it's very interesting that, you know, the symbolism of the ear being cut off, that they're unwilling to listen uh, to who Jesus was, right? And if you go back to the John, I think it's the third chapter, in verse row 19 or 20 says, and, the, and this is the basis of the judgment. They love the darkness more than the light. They won't come out into the light so that their, you know, their, their deeds will be exposed. So it's, it's a perfect analogy of that. Jesus told Peter to put away the sword and said, do you think that I'm not going to drink this cup that the father gave me? Then the soldiers under the captain command, command together with the Jewish police arrested Jesus and tied him up. They first took him to Annas, the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was a high priest that year. It was, high, it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that in order to save the entire nation, it was inevitable that, that one should die. And I'm just going to go back and read that prophecy. I just, you know, today's the same thing, I think. I've heard people prophesy, but sometimes you get a word from God. Sometimes we don't, we think we understand it. We really don't. But it's a perfect example. They filter this through their fallen mindset, their legalistic mindset. So then one of them, Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year, declared, you know nothing at all. This is uh, starting in John 11, 50, 49. Nor do you understand or reason out that it is expedient or better for your own welfare that one should die on the behalf of the people than the whole nation should perish. And it says he did not say this simply on his own accord, but being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was to die for the nations, not only for the nation, but also for the purpose, purpose of uniting into one body, uniting into one body, the children of God who had been scattered far and wide. Which, you know, if you go back to, I think, is it Ephesians 2, where it says the two become one, two become one flesh, the Jew and the Gentile, and, and to abandon or to abolish the hostile dividing line caused by the law. I mean, think about the what a prophecy, but obviously they didn't understand it. Their interpretation of it was, he must go. Kill him. He's going he's gonna to split it up. All right. I love this. Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. Notice it says Peter and another disciple. It doesn't say disciple Peter and, and another disciple. It says Peter and another disciple. Follow Jesus. The high priest knew the one disciple, and he allowed him to enter the courtyard. So he knew who he was. And, of course, the implication is he's John. But he also knew he's a disciple. He's a disciple of Jesus. He's a follower, a pupil. Peter remained outside at the entrance. Then the other disciple who knew the high priest, is that interesting that he knew the high priest? Went to speak to the lady at the door and asked permission for Peter to join him inside. The lady who guarded the door said to Peter, are you not also one of this man's disciples? Now the other guy is a disciple and they all know it. He, she knows it. He said, no, I am not. She obviously recognized John as a disciple. It's interesting. Because, you know, obviously Peter's going to betray him, right? The other guy is not going to betray him, and he's a disciple. He's denying he's a follower of those Jesus. He's a disciple. The, slave, the slaves and the temple police were huddled around the court fire to warm themselves. Peter also joined them to get out of the cold. 
The high priest then began to question Jesus about the disciples and his teaching. Of course, the high priest is Caiaphas, not Annas. Jesus replied, I know, notice he questions about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus only, only talks about his teaching. He doesn't talk about the disciples in the answer. Jesus replied, I've spoken openly, openly to the world and frequently taught in the synagogues and temple to the Jewish audience and have said nothing in secret. Why would you question me? Talk to my audience if you wish to find out about my teaching. They are familiar with what I teach. In other words, he really doesn't talk about his localized. He doesn't like give up his disciples in a sense. When they said this, or when he said this, one of the temple police slapped him on the face and scolded. How dare you speak to the high priest in this manner? Which begins kind of the first part of the scourging, doesn't it? He gets slapped. And we know there's other accounts. And, you know, some people always get bent out of shape. But, well, in this account, it says this. And you can't, this can't be, the Bible can't be real because there's so many accounts. But if you look at an elephant from, you know, you see that in Facebook. You look at it from the front, the side, and the back. You have three different perspectives, but it's still an elephant. So there's a lot of these accounts are three different, like, viewing it from a different angle. Why would you question me? Okay, verse 22. When he said this, one, one of the temple, okay, I got that. 23, don't have my wife to keep me on task here. Jesus answered, if I said anything evil, then tell me. But if I have spoken only what, which is, I love this, Francois puts in there, what is beautiful? But if I have spoken only that which is beautiful, why do you strike me? Jesus teaching was beautiful. Anna, Anna sent him bound to Caiaphas, high priest. And then Francois says the proper order for this verse is verse 13. In the meantime, Peter was still warming himself on the fire when he was asked again if he was not one of the disciples of Jesus. He emphatically objected and said that he was not. Then a relative of Malchus, whose ear Peter chopped off, also recognized him and said, did I not see you with, with him in the garden? And Peter disclaimed it. And just then the, the, the cock crowed. Of course, there's other accounts what Peter did, but not this one. But it's interesting. You know, going back to there's obviously a lot of prophecies in the Old Testament, but actually Jesus was prophesying all this stuff not long ago, was he? You'll deny me three times. I will be lifted up. I mean, a Jewish uh, lynching and uh, killing would be a stoning and not not a crucifixion. You know, so, I mean, and I'm sure Judas didn't think he was going to get executed either. But, but then they led Jesus from Caiaphas into the Praetorium, which is, of course, the place where the Roman soldiers and the leaders hung out. The Roman governor's judgment hall. It was, I love this. It was still early in the day, so the Jews didn't go into the courtroom for fear of contracting some impurity, which would have obligated them to separate themselves from eating the Passover. Isn't it funny how people can get really hypocritical about something? They can do something that's totally awful. I mean, I, when I was thinking about this today, you know, remember Jesus said, your, your father's the devil, and he was a murderer from the beginning. And, and for me, it's Jesus standing before, you know, the, the Sanhedrin is like standing before the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of accusation, and is innocent. And actually, we're innocent because he's called us to be innocent. But yet the tree still tries to draw us into the, you know, you're not good enough. You're this, you're that, right? Instead of like realizing you stand in there, you don't have to make a defense because Jesus has cleansed you holy. You know, build the lamb. It takes away the sin of the world. That's this 
This is this episode right here. Then Pilate went outside to face them and asked, what accusation do you bring against the man? So Pilate goes out because he knows they're having their Jewish thing. They didn't want to be unclean. They answered, if he wasn't an evildoer, we wouldn't have wasted your time with this court case in the first place. Now, remember, in, in a court case, in their, in their court case, too, they would have to give him a defense. And, you know, they could have because they had Peter and John sitting right there. They could have had, could have had some, like, uh, defense of what he was doing. But, of course, they were, they were, they were railroading him down. Then Pilate said, take him and judge him according to your law. They said, our law does not allow a death sentence. And I, and I read a commentary says their law does, you know, the Old Testament does allow a death sentence, but under the, the Roman law, they might not. But that's just what I read somewhere, but recently, but I'm, whether that's true or not, I don't know. This was also to confirm that Jesus said about this manner of death. So this is, this is all, Jesus prophesied all this. And he did it for, for the behalf of the disciples and our, on our behalf. So they would have an account of, yes, Jesus said all this and it came to happen came to pass he says i will be lifted up crucifixion was roman and not the jewish punishment it was a roman punishment not a jewish punishment so i mean he said i'm, I'm going to be lifted up they're going what lifted up what are you talking about the jews considered it a curse for a man to hang on a tree 1 john 3 5 we have witnessed with our own eyes how in the unveiling of the prophetic word and where i'm in the commentary when he was lifted up on the cross as the lamb of god he lifted up our sins and broke us down, dominion rule over us. Say that. When he was lifted up, even before I was born, he lifted up my sins. He broke its domination and rule over me already. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Arrow means lift up. This is my mission. This is how the veil will be moved. Remember how Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so the Son of Man will be lifted up. Now is the judgment of the world. Now shall the ruler be cast out of this world when i am lifted up from the earth i will draw all mankind and every definition of judgment onto me i'll just you can just keep on reading it later it's just good stuff but isn't it fun isn't it amazing that he was prophesying he knew exactly what was happening when they came out to meet him he knew they were coming he went out to meet them he actually proves his deity by saying i am we're looking for who are you looking for jesus of nazareth i am and they fall, they stumble backwards and fall down. Six, 600 people and maybe more. I mean, that should have been a sight right there. But then they get up. I mean, and like, like I said, I've heard people say, well, that means they were slain in the spirit. If they're slain in the spirit, they'd be higher than a kite and so joyous they went home <laughs> or, joined, or joined Jesus in the garden at a little, at a little praise party or something. Uh, <laughs> The pilot went back into the courtroom and summoned Jesus to him and asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus responded, are these your own thoughts or did others suggest this about me? Pilate replied, I, am I a Jew? Why would I bother to speculate about you? In other words, what do I think about you? Your own people and priests handed you over to me. What have you done to make, the, make them do this? Jesus answered, my kingdom, and I remember Jesus always looking into the plan of the Father. And, and I think through this, for me, John has been, wow, continue to try to see into what God's plan is for us. I mean, I know he accomplished a plan, but he's got a walk for us too. A walk of the Holy Spirit and the Father, Son, Spirit being led and guided by and seeing things differently and when situations come up. 
you know, instead of just falling down and, you know, bent out of shape or whatever, just praying about it, say, Holy Spirit, okay, Father, what are you saying here? Well, how do you see the situation? And start to connect that mind of Christ that we have, that the Spirit that tells us that 1 Corinthians 2 shares the thoughts of the Father with us. And, and, and I, I can't remember, is it Psalms? Yeah, 139, where it says, I think it's where it says, your thoughts towards me are just, I can't even count them, there's so many. Think about the thoughts that God has for you and towards you are more than the sands of the sea. There's so many, you can't count them. And he wants to share his thoughts. For you. And they're all good, by the way. He's pretty in love with all of you. He's pretty excited. Remember the Hebrews, uh, is it 12.2 or 12.3, where it says, but the, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, ignoring and despising all the shame. You are the joy. You are the joy of the Lord, by the way. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In other words, what God sees is his joy. When I reflect on that, that's my strength. All right. Jesus answered, my kingdom, verse 36 has nothing in common with the, with the political or religious system of this world. It does not originate out of their structures. If it did, my subordinates would fight for me and resist my hand over to the Jews. Isn't it interesting that, you know, there's, you know, there's, even I'm just coming today, there's political things going on in every country, politics, fighting and stuff. And sometimes you get involved in it because it just stirs us up. But, you know, we're living in a different kingdom. We need to start paying attention to that. Jesus, he was walking around with hair. I mean, Herod wasn't exactly the nicest guy. Pilate sitting there, got the chief priest wanting to put, and he's only focusing on the father. He's walking in union and communion and seamless oneness with the father. Only caring about what the father wants. I mean, I just think for me, I need to continue to renew my mind. Wow, all this stuff, what's most important is my relationship and what you know, living out this kingdom life, the kingdom is in us and all around us all the time. And it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I don't want, I like righteousness, I like peace, and I love joy. All right. Then Pilate then said, So you are a king. Jesus replied, You say that I'm a king, which is a statement. You say that I'm a king is not a question. My destiny was to be born in the flesh. And for this purpose, have I come into the world to bear testimony to the truth? That which has been made unhidden. Everyone who recognizes their true origin hears my voice. Say, I have recognized my true origin and it is from above. That's why I call God my father. Everyone who recognizes their origin hears my voice. Remember, Malchus got his ear cut off and all those people that came up were not hearing the voice because they didn't know their origin was their origin the same as everybody else's yes Pilate then asked him what is truth without giving him a chance to respond he went outside again to face the Sanhedrin and said to them I find no cause for any accusation in this man he probably thought Jesus was a fruit loop He's a king from, you know, where Mars or somewhere or outer space. I mean, think about it. I don't know what he thought about it, but he, he, after this exchange with them, he thinks he's not a political enemy. 
His kingdom isn't from here. So he says, I find no accus- any accusation in this man, no accusing. But since it is a custom that I should release one of your prisoners during the festival time, would you be happy for me to pardon the king of the Jews for this Passover? They shouted back, no, not this one, but Barabbas. And the name for Barabbas is son of the father. Barabbas was a Jewish freedom fighter. So you think the Jews would like him and the Romans definitely wouldn't like him. Probably the leader of the band, which included the other two who were crucified with Jesus. Isn't that great? A great exchange. Take up your cross and follow me. Barabbas, and he hands it over to Jesus, right? Barabbas is, is us. The great exchange. A guilty man for an innocent man. And we're, made, and we're set free and innocent because of his willingly dying on the cross. So that's kind of, you know, there's, obviously there's so much more to that, but it's so beautiful. All right. Thank you.